Support comes from the Missouri Forest Products Association, committed to conservation and careful management of the state's forests to make them more resilient and better habitats for wildlife. Choosewood.com. From the St. Louis Public Radio Newsroom, this is The Gateway. It's Tuesday, June 4th. I'm Wayne Pratt. Ahead. Some fans on the streets around Enterprise Center following last night's big win by the St. Louis Blues in the Stanley Cup Final will have details. Also, engineer Grace Yawn wants to design stronger homes for residents in Tornado Alley states like Missouri. We wish in the future if this intensity tornado comes, the damage we want to see mainly only occurs on some siding, uh, some shingles. St. Louis Public Radio's Eli Chen on research to make homes stronger. First, the news. The St. Louis Blues have evened the Stanley Cup final at two games. That's the final horn at Enterprise Center last night as the Blues knocked off Boston 4-2. It's the first home ice victory ever for St. Louis in a Stanley Cup final. Blues player and St. Louis native Pat Maroon. I'm happy. This team never gives up. And when our back's against the wall, we just we just keep fighting, keep fighting, keep grinding. And uh, we do a good job of that, just sticking with it. Game five is Thursday in Boston. Game six, Sunday in St. Louis. In other news, this is the 80th straight day the Mississippi River in St. Louis will be at flood stage. And the U.S. Army Corps of Engineers expects that to extend beyond the 104 consecutive days during the flood of 1993. Chief Engineer David Bussey says he's optimistic that any prolonged damage will not be as significant as that high water 26 years ago. We would have not done any work if the citizens of Illinois and Missouri would not have invested in those levees and made repairs between 1993 and now. We would be in a much different situation. I would be extremely concerned. The Mississippi River is expected to crest at 46 feet Thursday. Flood stage is 30 feet. Planned Parenthood lawyers will be back in court today in that legal battle to stop the state of Missouri from not renewing a license for Missouri's only abortion clinic. The organization wants a St. Louis judge to issue a preliminary injunction. The courtroom fight comes as two groups try to use Missouri's referendum process to repeal a recently signed abortion ban. But as St. Louis Public Radio's Jason Rosenbaum reports, the state's constitution has a potential roadblock for those efforts. Both the American Civil Liberties Union of Missouri and Joplin businessman David Humphreys submitted referendums to overturn an eight-week abortion ban. If they get enough signatures, voters would decide that measure's fate in 2020. But at least one provision in the proposal has what's known as an emergency clause that goes into effect immediately upon the governor's signature. And Missouri's constitution specifically prohibits referendums on bills with emergency clauses. Tony Rothard of the ACLU of Missouri, though, alluded to case law about how courts and not the legislature determines the validity of an emergency clause. A spokeswoman for Secretary of State Jay Ashcroft, who is responsible for handling initiative petitions and referendums, says her office is looking into the matter. I'm Jason Rosenbaum, St. Louis Public Radio. Engineering researchers at the Missouri University of Science and Technology in Rolla have spent time inspecting the damage from that recent tornado in Jefferson City. St. Louis Public Radio's Eli Chen reports their work could advance ongoing research to make houses stronger 
against future storms. At the Hawthorne Park Apartments in Jefferson City, there are dozens of workers in hard hats and brightly colored vests. They're tossing broken lumber and torn up insulation into large piles, trying to move fallen trees, and driving around construction equipment. And there's a group of people, also wearing hard hats and vests, taking photos with their cell phones. A few are flying a drone over several buildings with damaged roofs. Gracie Ann directs the Wind Hazards Mitigation Laboratory at the Missouri University of Science and Technology. We want to get the first-hand data from tornado-induced damage. So we want to find out the action of tornadoes on civil structures. Engineering researchers from Missouri S&T have been surveying the damages since the day after the tornado hit. Yan studies ways to design stronger homes and improve building codes so that houses can better survive storms like the tornado that hit Jefferson City. We wish in the future if this intensity tornado comes, the damage we want to see mainly only occurs on some siding, uh, some shingles. Yan says most homes are built to withstand strong winds that come from thunderstorms, but tornadoes cause rotating winds that create low atmospheric pressure inside the spinning air column. And when that meets high pressure on the ground, the tornado becomes like a suction, picking up things in its path. You'll see that, you know, the roofs have been lifted off, some of the walls have come down. That's Troy Arnold, a vice president of Haley Residential, which manages the Hawthorne Park Apartments. Anything that's rebuilt will probably be built on today's codes. Jefferson City uses the 2015 version of the International Residential Code. That's a set of building standards that many cities and towns in the U.S. have adopted. It has some provisions that can help protect buildings in times of strong wind events, like installing metal ties to build a stronger connection between the roof to the rest of the building. But Jefferson City Plans Examiner Dan Vandervoort says what's in the code doesn't protect homes against tornadoes. When we had a Category 3 with 160-mile-an-hour winds, there isn't a whole lot that could probably withstand that unless you went way above. And everyone has to keep in mind building code is the minimum standard. So even at the minimum standard, it does offer protection, but it doesn't take an account for, you know, tornadoes. Most buildings must also follow criteria developed by the American Society of Civil Engineers. Yan thinks those standards need to be stronger since they only consider straight-line winds or strong winds from thunderstorms. They only include how to calculate the wind pressure induced by straight-line winds, not by this type of extreme winds, not by tornado. Civil engineering professor Kishore Mehta at Texas Tech University says it's difficult to change such standards because tornado-resistant measures would add cost to construction. Even though it is not high cost going up, the builders prevail in local communities to keep the cost down as much as possible. The American Society of Civil Engineers is working on standards that will be established in 2022. Meta says they're taking into account the wind pressure and speeds from tornadoes. Yance says civil engineers have a lot of thoughts on what to do about tornadoes. So advanced material, advanced construction approach, but still uh, in front of a tornado looks like everything is fragile. As a civil engineer, I think we need to do something to change this. This isn't the first time that Yan has inspected damages from a tornado, but the wreckage at Hawthorne Park was still tough to look at. I was very emotional. I was, I was even cried on the site. I do think as civil engineer, we didn't do a good job. The upfront costs have to go up to make homes stronger, but at least when disaster strikes, it'll be better if there's less to fix. I'm Eli Chen. St. Louis Public Radio.
Our David Casares edited that report. Shula Newman is the executive editor of St. Louis Public Radio. Music by Ryan McNeely of Adult Fur. I'm Wayne Pratt, and from the St. Louis Public Radio Newsroom, this has been The Gateway. Support comes from the Missouri Forest Products Association, committed to conservation and careful management of the state's forests to make them more resilient and better habitats for wildlife. Choosewood.com.